Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, welcome in 609 Ellen K today with Jack and Friends on KLIN Tuesday morning, April 25th, 2023. We've got 37 degrees in the capital city. Not real windy out there. Boy, wasn't wasn't today, or excuse me, yesterday nice without much wind out there. A little bit warmer. Should see a lot of that again today. And uh, temperatures going up both Wednesday and Thursday till we hit the 70s. And then we have our typical You know, kind of crummy day leading into the weekend on Friday. Uh, But Saturday looks pretty good as we go forward. And we have a good show for you today on a Tuesday morning. Joe Jordan, News Channel Nebraska, uh, joins us to talk Nebraska news and politics. What is... uh, what is going? We'll are, probably talk. Yeah, are you going to talk about the Omaha City Council? Uh, I almost. I understand that typically you and me are not all that deeply interested to the comings of goings of <laughs> Omaha City po- political news, but this thing is off the yeah we rails. Yeah, we are. Holy cow! I mean, if this thing were in Gary, Indiana, I'd probably be talking about it. So, uh, yeah, that that thing is crazy. Uh, the the tweet I saw last night from KETV was that in a jail phone call the the city council uh, city councilman Palermo d- described himself as South Omaha's Al Capone. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. That's I mean that's just There's a, a lot happening in that statement. Yeah, so Joe's been uh, Joe's been on that story and so just out of uh, just out of we may have to so put, bizarre and interesting. Joe may have to go into the witness protection program. My goodness, yeah. right? Holy cow. By the way, who's in the studio there? There's two people without caps. It's the first time I've I know. Yeah. I, I just realized that, too, when I looked at him. I went, wait, I'm neither not, of us is wearing are, a hat. You guys are dressed up. We and, are, uh, We are. Uh, I mean, dressed up as dressed up can be. I've got well, a short sleeve Husker polo on. but I'm not wearing a hoodie I do today. have a jacket that I brought with me. <laughs> That's <yesterday>. dressed up. <laughs> today we have uh, a special event that we do annually for uh, our clients who are clients for our Husker programming on KLIN. We go out to the we go out to the football stadium with them. We have a luncheon. We rub elbows with some of the coaching staff of the teams, the athletic director, Mr. Trev Alberts, uh, and we have a good time, kind of treating them to a special afternoon, getting some inside info from coaches and administration. Have a nice lunch there. Take some tours uh, of the stadium, and it's uh, it's always a good time. So, those of you who are listening, who are part of that, we will see you this afternoon. And Caleb and I will be uh, looking nice, and yes, not wearing hats. Now, I I still challenge that I look better or more presentable without a hat. I mean, if it if it were me and I was my boss, I'd say, you know what, Jack, why don't you just wear a hat? Oh, you, you look, just look you look more presentable with a hat. Yeah, look. Sorry, with a hat. I depends look better. On the, it depends on the cap. Live fact check. Yeah, well, I'd wear I mean, one of my nicest Husker hats. I, I remember That's my formal baseball cap. Oh yeah, formal ball caps. Yeah, I remember having to pull uh, numbers or names out of. One of your caps years ago when I was in with <laughs> yeah, Caleb. that's right. We used Ooh, to draw. How out of my, salty was that? We used to draw just just <laughs> draw it, hand him the years thing of head, sweat head the... that's chalked up on the sides. <laughs> that was always the best part of playing baseball all summer, though. Was eventually seeing that like that salt line. The, yeah, that that meant you had put in some real work. 
Probably different when you're asking coworkers to draw names out of it, though. But I'm not going to do it. We'll let let the uh, no-hat formalists prevail here today, and you'll get to see my hairline. So congrats, I guess. (laughs) Guys, Mm -hmm. I have some pretty big news this morning. What's that? I added a Carlos O'Kelly's yesterday. (laughs) Oh, man, my brother-in-law would be so jealous. (laughs) We we were in Grand Island yesterday, and we were like, all right, should we eat something on the the way back to to Lincoln? And we're like, oh, there's a Carlos O'Kelly's. One of the last standing. Let's eat there. Oh, my goodness. By the way, you were in Grand Island for a very special uh, uh, presentation. Yeah, there's so in central Nebraska, they have the uh, at Grand Island Northwest. It used to be at Grand Island Senior High. They do the central Nebraska track championships. It's one of those kind of area meets where you have to be in the top eight. It was top eight when I did it. It's top 16 now. Um, But if you're within so high on the Grand Island independent area standings, then you qualify for that meet. Um, that was always one of the fun ones that I competed in, and then my uh, my sisters both were fortunate enough to. My dad won their uh, their Coach of the Year award, so we went back and surprised him for that. He's put in um, a few decades uh, of track and field work. He's um, coached almost 40 40 times state qualifiers, a bunch of state medalists, um, several uh, state gold in the uh, throws, and four all-class gold. So he's he's had some success over the decades, and it was fun to go surprise him. That's one of the things I was kind of uh, I was thinking about yesterday was as we grow up, a lot of us that have parents that are involved with stuff, it's so fun to always have them be at the stuff. But when you have parents that put in a, a career of work, and then you get to be there to watch yeah. their career yeah. get recognized, that was really special to have my uh, my wife and daughter yesterday out at Grand Island That's Northwest. Awesome. That's great. Was he surprised to see you? Yeah. So the the lie we used when we got there, like way early, because we're like, okay, there's no way we're going to time this for exactly when this is going to happen. Because as people know, track meets don't stay to the minute on time. Sure. Um, never have, never will. I, yeah. My uh, my wife's dad and stepmom live in Grand Island, so we said, "Oh, it's it's her stepmom's birthday." So we've been here this afternoon. Then I saw some tweets on uh, and that that it, Central Nebraska was going on. I knew you'd be here, so I called mom and we slid over. And he was like, "Okay, that makes sense." And I'm like, "You are gullible. There is zero percent <laughs> chance I would have just wandered over here to this track meet. Are you kidding me?" <laughs> On a on a uh, Monday night on a, on a, mon- work, on a Monday, it's after gotta, six. I'm like, I got to drive an hour and a half back. I've got a toddler who we've gone through every movie on that that fire already. Yeah, <laughs> well, but it, that's it, it, cool. it was, I'm it was sure a, he appreciated you being there. That's awesome. It was a lot of fun. My my two year old just getting to sprint around that sprint all over a football field. Yeah, and just have fun and, and see people. And um, I've got a bunch of pictures, but it's. When when your kids get excited to see their grandparents and you can see the look in their eyes that is just like, oh, that's how I see him because I grew up with him and seeing my daughter look at him the same way, that was it was really special for me yesterday. Cool. Well, I'm glad you were able to get up there and uh, even though it probably was a little bit of a late night coming back uh, when you've got a big day today, but I am I'm sure tired. I'm sure Pops <laughs> appreciates it and congratulations to him for being honored. I know he's been a a uh, great coach and an educator for a lot of years there in central Nebraska. Retiring uh, next month. Is that is that right? Retiring yeah. next month. That'll be well earned. 
well earned. Um, and then maybe going on some more fishing trips with you. Down oh, the road. we are going to have a lot of fishing trips now. <laughs> no excuses. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, all right. In terms of the things making news today, man, it feels like there's a, uh, there's a lot. Uh, I'll start with, um, a little bit of, Business news here. We do typically do some of the stuff on Girl Lincoln, but it was front and center yesterday. Mark, you added in the story, Nine South Char Grill in the city, uh, is closing down a little, bit, little bit unexpectedly here for some of its patrons. 22nd, they closed it down. They're all yeah. Done. And, uh, so they have closed. We don't know exactly why they are doing that. They've been a perennial. Centennial, uh, perennial strong contender in Munch Madness over the years. Uh, just a great little neighborhood spot there. Good food in South Lincoln. Uh, good food, and so that's a that's a bummer to see. For a while, they had expanded out into Hickman. They had that location in Hickman for a while, uh, but yeah, they are they are closing their doors, and so we always hate to see a local restaurant close its doors like that. But uh, maybe we'll find out a little bit more about why that happened exactly, but that was disappointing. And related to our conversation yesterday about Bed Bath and Beyond, yeah. uh the you know, we were we were talking about what a bankruptcy can mean and you know what it may mean and what it may not mean. And it doesn't necessarily mean that they're gonna be shutting down business operations, but Lincoln was on the list of the one hundred fifty stores that it is closing as part of the bankruptcy proceedings trying to stay afloat. Uh, and Lincoln will be, uh, will be closing their doors at South Point. And so on Wednesday, closing sales are going to begin. Company is going to start the process of shutting down, um, 360 remaining Bed Bath and Beyond stores there. So, uh, yeah, I think they're shutting everything down. Yeah. They're, they're, cl- it looked like they were just going to do about 50 of them, 150 of them. Yep. Lincoln probably would be one that survived the cut, but, that turned out not to be the case, and so they'll close all of their stores permanently by the end of that was June. In, so that was in the current events quiz a couple of weeks ago, too. Yeah, it was. That's that's right. Yeah, that store opened at the beginning of South Point. It opened in 1998. I didn't even remember this. They also had a, sto- a store at 27th and Superior that closed in 2020. I had forgotten about that, but I, I remember, you know, Bed Bath and Beyond. That was right at the beginning of South Point. That was, uh, I did some of the work on South Point, installing like the traffic signs and stuff around South Point when they were, they were first opening, and that was one of the initial tenants that uh, that had been there. So, a little bit of business news on that. A uh, little bit of sports scheduling news to be aware of. It's always good. To have your fall weekends planned out in case there are weddings, in case there are other items. But Nebraska football and the Big Ten has announced that the Nebraska-Illinois football game that was scheduled for Saturday, October 7th, 7th in, thank you, in Champaign, Illinois will be moved back a day. So that'll be a Friday night game. I felt like I was Jonah Hill on Moneyball when you pointed to me. I was like, he gets on base. <laughs> I haven't seen the movie. Uh, but anyway... <laughs> Oh my God. But but I mean I know of it. 
But anyway, so Nebraska once again has a Friday night game. They played a Friday night game last year against Rutgers. Mm-hmm. They had played a Friday night game at Illinois a few years back during the Mike Riley era. So this is something the Big Ten kind of works in Friday night games throughout the schedule so they get uh, a window for their conference where there isn't much competition going yeah. on with it. And so they'll continue to do that. So Friday night, we don't have a game time yet. It's a little, probably a little early for that, but that'll be a Friday night game. That also means one third of Nebraska's conference games this year will be on non-Saturdays. Correct. The Minnesota game to open the season is on a Thursday. Now this Illinois game in October that I mentioned will be on a Friday. And then, of course, traditionally, the Iowa game will be on Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving. So three at one-third of your Big Ten schedule not happening on the normal Saturday. And then you talk about... Well, and I I wonder how many people had... We're looking for fall dates for for weddings or family stuff, and they are calling venues like, hey, October 7th, yeah, right, October exactly. 7th, exactly. get this down. I, I mean, I guess the good news is I, I, there'll probably be at least one fall Saturday now where I'm you know, getting a lot done. Project wise, you're welcome, Roca. Those sorts of things, Roca. You broke, yeah, big pumpkin. You're right. The pumpkin patches in town have to be thrilled about that. But then, speaking of Husker conflicts, oh, this is so. Morgan Wallen had this was a huge show that's coming to Pinnacle Bank Arena. Morgan Wallen is about as big as it gets right now in terms of modern country stars. Was coming to Lincoln. He's got voice issues, evidently. Just had to cancel a show right before it was going to begin in Oxford, Mississippi. And so he's been advised by doctors to take some time off and rest his voice. And that will be long enough that it would include the Lincoln date when he's been um, advised to give his voice some rest at this point. And so they've had to move that date. So people who are excited about it are going to have to wait a little bit longer for Morgan Wallen. The day that they rescheduled it to, interestingly in- interestingly enough, though. September 9th. September 9th, which we, is. We can do that one off the top of our head because Nebraska's at Colorado. Yeah, it's the uh, Saturday when Nebraska is at Colorado. Now, again, So I guess, I guess Froggy over there isn't hooking Rule and company up with Morgan Wallen tickets then. <laughs> I guess not. Yeah, I, I guess not. I think and, they already have. Yeah, well, uh, I don't yeah. think he's going to have to give them to somebody else. Uh, that 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 game time has not been announced. There haven't been any game times that have been announced. No. I, I would think maybe in the next month we'll start to get some of those. But you can, I mean, you can make assumptions on at least three of them. Yeah, probably. And, the, and those are the three non-Saturdays. Well, the Minnesota, yeah, the Minnesota game and the Illinois game. Uh, that Friday game could be anywhere now, though. They have a late slot. It could be on NBC in the evening now for Black Friday. Oh, for Black Friday? Because they've changed the whole TV contract Which, has changed. That would feel so weird because we're so used to it not even being like, oh, at 11 a.m., we're like, it's a one thirty. Yeah. Like, it just gets a it, wild Black Friday there, time. So there are some different time slots with, with all of that. Now, I had heard some speculation that that Colorado game, just because Dion and and Nebraska have become kind of, uh, there's there's been a lot of attention on, <laughs> on that whole thing, that that might be something that, and it's kind of a, a slow weekend for college football. That that might be one that it ended up in prime time. They're going to highlight maybe that on Fox potentially. Now that's not for sure, but I did see people who know more about the TV windows than I do saying that there's a decent possibility that's where that one. Prime time on. on Fox, not big noon. No, the the projection I saw looked at prime actually a prime time Ooh. slot that they had a seven. They have 
they, they apparently had that. I, now, I don't know for sure. I'm sure that that is definitely just speculation. I'm sure if you're Pinnacle Bank Arena, you'd, you'd prefer Big Noon Saturday for that one and having it going on during the day and people watching it at the rail yard and getting ready for the concert. Exactly. But uh, anyway, maybe, maybe they should could, could have it during the week on primetime on Fox. Since <laughs> yeah, on Fox, Fox, uh, Fox News. Yes, <laughs> as uh, cable television is hemorrhaging people in the last twenty four hours. Uh, we'll have a little bit more on that later. But I see. Yeah, yesterday they had Kilmeade sit in for uh, for Tucker. Uh, this morning, uh, Don Lemon is not on the CNN morning show. And then there was an NBC Universal two exec that, that was out in two, all in all in one day of work. So I don't know. Maybe cable news is hemorrhaging so people it'll just go away at some point, which would be fine by me. But I don't think that's going to happen. Bet they all start a podcast if they didn't already. Yeah, probably, probably. So there a little you go. news in the basketball program yeah, as well. Yeah, Caleb uh, will have a little bit more on that. But Casey, Casey, watch continues. Casey, watch continues. I don't know what we. I think this is good news, but I don't know. I'll be interested to see what you see. I have an end date that we're watching for. All right. Caleb will tell you what happened with that coming up next in sports. We do know a little bit more for the first time since the season ended on Keisei Tominaga's future. All right. 39 degrees in the capital city on our way to a high today of 63 on KLIN. Why do you listen to KLIN? Let us know with a voice message in the free KLIN app. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on LNK Today. All right, hey, we uh, we should announce Request Line Friday's theme this oh, week. Oh, yeah. We uh, came up with it uh, yesterday. We want to try something a little different. We, I know we recycle a lot of the popular ones because, uh, you know, they, we, we have fun with them and, and you guys continue to like them. But we want to bring some new ones in. So this week on Request Line Friday, it's our final week, by the way, with our sponsorship from Da Vinci celebrating their 45th anniversary of appreciating them partnering with us for a quest line friday but this week we are asking you to go back and recall that first album that you purchased okay not necessarily the you, you know not necessarily the records your parents bought you when you were a kid uh, sesame street stuff just go back and see if you can remember the first album that you purchased probably happened in your preteen or teenage years and we would like you to go back and see if you can remember what that is or what one of them was and request a song off of that now when i say album 
I mean, depending on what era you were in, that could have been vinyl, that could have been an eight track, that could have been a cassette, could have been a CD, that could have been an iTunes download, I suppose, for some people. It could have been just happening to uh, find a seashell and hitting some rocks with some sticks. I don't think that was one of the things. Could it be Napster? Uh, it could probably guess it could be Napster <laughs> if you were born in about 1991. Maybe Can you remember yeah. your first LimeWire download. Yeah, well, wh- where wherever it was, but the first first album that you that you had and you used to remember it having um, a song from that, and I think that'll be fun to hear what so, people have. So. so novelty songs are out this week. If you bought a novelty song for your first album, I guess not. I guess not. Uh, you're in here, Mark, so that must mean you have some news for no, us. No, I just was going to try to get novelty for a week. No, no, we'll do. <laughs> uh, we will. We will try and do a novelty week before the year is over, before the summer is over. How's that sound, Mark? I will. How about find, I'll throw you a bone. Let me find a Friday to request off. And you guys can <laughs> no, let me. When I'm out of town in June, that'd be a great time for you guys to do that. How about that? That'd be good. All right. If All you right. insist. So be be thinking. So think back. Think back what it was that first album that you remember buying for yourself. You were very excited. And it may, it may number one, date you. And it may show exactly where your music tastes were in a uh, in a young part of your life which listen no judgment no judgment on any of that but i'll be excited to hear what those are so you can text those in now to the rick sign recognition text line for request line friday and we'll have your da vinci's keyword for you on friday so if you request yeah. early that's fine you can send the keyword in later or you can wait until friday and do your request then and pair it with the keyword then and potentially win those 45 dollars to uh, da vinci's can you remember what was the first album that you bought i'm still trying I'm trying to remember. I've got to think about which one. I know like a group of about five or six of them, uh-huh. but I'm not sure which is first. And if that's what you've got, that's fine. Just pick one. Pick one that is most memorable to you in that first group. But mine were C- mine were definitely CDs. I had, oh, same here. I think mine were definitely CDs when I was buying them for my for myself. Probably. I was yeah. It was probably you know in my early teenage years when I had done something like that. So yeah. Do you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you definitely know. Okay, yeah. don't spoil it. But we'll. Oh, oh yeah. We'll we'll wait in here. I need to go back and <laughs> I need to do about do back and do a little contemplation and and remembering what my very first ones were. So there you go. All right, let's jump in to the sound off. If you haven't heard already, the video came out this morning. President Biden is running for another four years in 2024. In a three-minute video, President Biden says now is not the time to be complacent, saying the fight for democracy has been the work of his first term. I know we're good and decent people. I know we're still a country that believes in honesty, respect, and treating each other with dignity. That we're a nation where we give hate no safe harbor. The president's re-election announcement coming four years to the day since his launch of his 2020 campaign. Polling suggests strong headwinds for President Biden. A recent NBC News survey finding nearly three in four voters do not want him to run again, about half of them citing the age of the 80-year-old president. In Washington, Jared Halpern, Fox News. All right. Uh, President Biden was born in 1942. Two. So, do the math on that. 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 02, 12, 22, he turned 80. So, by 2028, 
if he's 81 right now, right? I'm not sure what day his birthday is. 81, so that would mean pff, five years from now, 86, getting starting to push yeah. 90 degrees, uh, 90 degrees, 90 years uh, for for the presidency. So Oof. I definitely hope I'm not presidenting when I'm almost 90 years old, if I am almost 90 years old at some point. Wow. Yeah. Uh f- there was a lot happening in the world in 42 that you only see in like black and white like right. old real right. video. Right. Trump by the way is born in 46, so he is 4 years. Yeah, I know. That that's always younger. the part whenever you talk about either of them and, and kind of the age part comes up. Yeah. It's like they're not that far apart. Yeah, yeah, 4 4 years apart and maybe that's uh Maybe that's significant, but he's 76, so he'll be uh, 77 later this June, uh, would then be uh, 78 when, when he would take office, mm-hmm. so be into, be into his 80s then as well. Uh, all right, so there you go. Make your choice. It'll be a difficult decision for most of you, I'm sure. Uh, let's go to Montana real quickly. Holy moly, did things go off the rails in their... Uh, in their bicameral house yesterday. These protests come after Montana representatives censored transgender Democrat Zoe Zephyr. The lawmaker hasn't spoken on the floor since the House debated a bill banning gender reassignment surgery for children last week. Lawmakers moved to the sides of the room for safety with some Republican lawmakers calling the scene a riot. Zephyr stayed on the floor with a microphone raised in the air. You can see as protesters chanted, whose house, our house. According to reports she refused to help calm down the scene despite protesters interrupting the scene for nearly half an hour. Law enforcement says seven people they were arrested for trespassing. The sheriff's department saying the suspects will be booked and released. So Holy they were in the God. middle of the floor like it was like they got a homecoming win? Yes, they brought, house, our house? brought the state completely to a halt. Um, wow. Evidently, uh, the Republican legislative leaders prevented this lawmaker from speaking for a third day. Uh, over her remarks about banning gender-affirming medical care for trans youth. This has been kind of a three-day fight during this. Um, This representative is uh, trans and a first-term Democrat, hasn't been allowed to speak on the state house floor since Thursday because she told Republican Republican colleagues they'd have blood on their hands if they banned gender-affirming medical care. So Mm. about a half dozen people were arrested during this whole thing. And um, so it's been quite a quite a situation. I did not have on my bingo card for the Montana legislature that there was a a transgender Democrat from Missoula in the Montana legislature, to be honest. But here we are. So that's uh, boy, you just you're seeing it. This issue in states all over the country and in some places it's. You know, it's and you had stuff happened in Tennessee. That was over a different issue, though. That was uh, on gun issues. But it's just the temperature is high mm-hmm. in states all over the country on on some of these same issues that we're talking about here in in Nebraska. But right not now. not Wyoming, if I remember correctly, on the on the transgender issue. Why? Because mm-hmm. back when you had uh, Obamacare come out, I believe it was Wyoming put into their state constitution. That the government cannot pass a law to that individuals have the right to their own health care is what they put into their constitution because of Obamacare. Okay. And now 
they can't remove that to make a state law about transgender oh, care. Oh, really? So that's holding that up. So, so, I heard about so that. transgender care in Wyoming is up to the individual that the state can't go in and overrule that. Interesting. Because of a rule they made for something else a decade ago. Wow. All right. Hmm. Um, yeah, so this is... Uh, 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 it's it's uh, it's quite a quite a situation there. Well, none of this happened in the politics that I watched on Yellowstone when John Dutton. <laughs> that's not when none, John none Dutton of that comes yeah, up. Yeah, none of that. There was no, I, none of that was ever happening there when I was watching. Uh, Still haven't seen a single episode. Oh man, I think you would really like it. Disappointed. I bet I would too. Uh, you know, high speed trains are always you know kind of bantied about in different parts of the country, including locally here. There's always sort of an undercurrent of talking about a Lincoln to Omaha high speed train. When I was a kid, I remember there was there was sort of a push for that actually to to really happen. Uh, I remember during the the 90s, it never has. There still is people who talk about it. You'll hear about you'll hear about routes where they might do it in other parts of the country, or they're at least mm-hmm. talking about the infrastructure and the the concept of it. Well, one of the the routes where it's getting closer, apparently, to actually happening is a single route between Las Vegas and Los Angeles. Hmm. Lawmakers from Nevada and California are asking the White House to fast track over ten billion dollars in federal funds for a private company to. Build the rail line near the traffic log Interstate 15 corridor. This train would run 200 miles an hour through the desert all the way into Las Vegas and cut the four-hour trip by car in half. The private company, Brightline West, is looking for $3.75 billion in federal taxpayer funds for the project. Amtrak passenger service to Las Vegas ended in 1997. John Saucier, Fox News. You know what you do then if What's they that? get that put in there. What's that? You take a fifty dollar flight from, from LNK to Vegas. To Vegas, do whatever you want in Vegas, right. and then oh, this weekend Nebraska's playing at UCLA. There you go, two hour train ride, take a nap, <laughs> maybe maybe sleep off your night in Vegas, <laughs> and come back. Now it, it is an interesting question. If you had high, like hypothetically, if you had high speed train, and of course the infrastructure costs are huge, and so there's all kinds of mm-hmm. questions about that. But if you had high speed train, let's say that did the same thing that this did, which doubled. Uh, the speed or cut in half the drive time of getting to anywhere. So Lincoln, let's say Lincoln to Chicago, four hours. Lincoln to Denver, four hours. Lincoln to Minneapolis, three hours. Lincoln to Kansas City, an hour and ten minutes, um, something like that. How if if that existed, how much would you take advantage of it? Well, okay, so and of course price factors in right, and, but on a couple of those like. Because Den- I mean, Denver's in the ballpark of, of Boulder, so you can find a way. I'm thinking, like, going to a Husker games. Like, if it was, what'd you say, three hours? It would be like three hours to Minneapolis or something yeah, like ish. that? If you cut it in half, yeah. Man, that train's full. Mm-hmm. Like, Husker fans, that if you could do that, you go up there, you go to the game, and, and they time it out to where it's coming right. back. You yeah. absolutely do that, right? I, I would. I mean, I think what I w- I would do is uh, you're making day trips to Kansas City. I'd make day trips to Kansas City to go to baseball games. Yeah, I think I I would. I mean, heck, go to go to Houston in seven hours, six hours. Well, you could hit like let, let's say there was just a 
a cheaper ticket because we know ticket prices went up after those Royals started winning, winning the World Series. You know, the, the, those prices were different. They're back down again. Yeah. So, let's say the Royals are playing at Denver. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're, yeah. they're 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 playing out at the Rockies. Four hours. You, yeah, you go out there. It comes back. It'd like, be interesting to see what the price point on that situation would be, and and what kind of you know, and then being able to take uh, luggage and mm-hmm. and those sorts of things. But the ability to just sit back and relax and sleep or do something else for two hours or three hours or four hours, and then and then be there um, and not necessarily. I mean, it, I guess the price point would have to be significantly better than flying. Would be the thing that would make, right. determine whether or not it's it's worthwhile but it's an interesting concept here um not necessarily that that scenario isn't really coming but it is fun to think about and then the omaha one is is really the bottom line question if that existed would it get used from lincoln to omaha high-speed train lincoln omaha i don't know what we're talking about how long it would take how many stops you've got but i guess for purposes of argument say it's you know i don't know half hour or less between lincoln and omaha Mm-hmm. Uh, what kind of use would something like that get? And again, that depends as well. You know, where is it dropping you off? Yeah, How do you get? Where's transportation? Stop. Where wasn't there talk about a few years ago? There was talk about doing a, a bus service back and forth yeah, to Omaha. I, I remember that. I remember we talked. We had an interview with somebody from the state about that whole thing. Whatever happened to that? I totally forgot about that. Yeah, the going between Lincoln and Omaha isn't a big part of it. Like, what would your depot be? Yeah, is, is it just airport to airport? Right, like, is it or, airports? Or, obviously, would probably need to be a part of it. Would or, need to be a part of it. But on the other hand, you know, if you're going to Omaha, what are the reasons that you might go to Omaha? Well, going to events in the downtown area, perhaps College World Series yeah. uh, shows, those sorts of things. That's probably one, and vice versa. Coming back to Lincoln for Husker football, yep. for concerts. For those sorts of things as well, but that's I think that's the big question with it is could you put could you put stops in places that make it convenient where you don't have to get in a car after that mm-hmm. somehow or take an Uber or something right. after that? Uh, this Cause, is because that was one of the granted it, it's a it's a bigger metro area, but living near St. Louis when I lived I lived in Illinois, but you just hopped on the metro and you went and you were dropped off across the street from Bush Stadium. Yeah. Or and like just all the different stops. So obviously if you have a, a train, like high speed, but are you able to get service if you're coming from if you're going from Omaha to where it gets you to Memorial Stadium, to Haymarket Park? Well, yeah. When when I lived in DC, we would take Amtrak DC to Baltimore yep. and then get on light rail in Baltimore. Yeah. And the light rail in Baltimore would drop us off right by Camden Yards. Mm-hmm. We would go to baseball games yeah. there. Yeah. In Baltimore or Inner Harbor or wherever that you went, you but they basically had an existing light rail system in town, mm-hmm. so you went from the Amtrak to the light rail system. Yeah, um, I don't know. Omaha was talking about getting a trolley. Maybe you could. <laughs> they are or like a I, I know, I not know a trolley. It's like a sorry if I misstated that. It's like a a, a rail system in in downtown Omaha. You guys are gonna lose your minds like, when you see a, these planes. It's things. like a rice aroni situation. I think. <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, remember when we remember a couple months ago, Caleb, we had the story about AMC was going to start selling their popcorn at Walmart in yeah. movie popcorn. And we were like, I don't know if that's going to work because isn't really the thing about the popcorn in the movie theater. Not so much the popcorn, but that sweet golden butter 
that, that they super put on artificial top of it. butter. It's, isn't that really the selling point? We kind of poo pooed this idea that it was really going to be a hot seller at Walmart. Well, Caleb, turns out AMC is smarter than we are. Oh, okay. AMC says it will now be selling its popcorn at 2,600 Walmart stores across the U.S. AMC CEO Adam Aaron says in the early weeks, AMC Perfectly Popcorn has been selling briskly. The popcorn launched at hundreds of Walmart locations last month in time for the Academy Awards. Based on its success, Aaron expects the company will sell millions of units at Walmart alone. It's selling a pre-popped package and microwave popcorn. Ginny Cosola, Fox News. All right, so they've. I'm looking at the bag of it right now. You can buy it at Walmart, three ninety eight, and it, it's a big bag. It looks like a bag of chips, essentially. AMC Theaters, perfectly, perfectly popcorn. And this is the version I'm looking at is classic butter, artificially flavored. And then it says to enjoy an authentic movie theater uh, experience. Instructions on back. And so apparently they tell you they have heat and eat instructions okay. on the back. Remove desired amount of popcorn from packaging and place in the microwave safe bowl. Microwave on high for 20 to 30 seconds. Well, yeah. Desired amount. I'm pouring thanks, the bag Thanks for explaining there. how to warm something up a little. I'm thanks. not buying that unless it is a large popcorn with free refills. That's it. Is there a package of the, the squeezy butter? Again, that's probably what they should have been selling. But again, I was wrong. It's selling well. They know what they're doing. I have no idea what I'm doing. Or people are just suckers. Very clearly. Very clearly. Last but not least, you know, we don't normally don't do a lot of sports on the sound off, but it feels like it feels like this move in the NFL is probably <laughs> big enough and impacts enough of uh local fans to be of interest. J E T S A major, major trade in the NFL yesterday. According to multiple reports, Green Bay and New York will swap picks in the first round of the NFL draft this Thursday, with the pack getting the thirteenth pick and the Jets sliding back to fifteenth. In addition, Green Bay will send a fifth round pick in this week's draft to New York along with Rogers. In exchange, the pack get a second and sixth round pick from New York this year and a conditional twenty twenty four second rounder that will become a first round selection if Rodgers plays at least 65% of the snaps this coming season. The 39-year-old Rodgers coming off a down season by his standards, throwing for 26 touchdowns and 12 interceptions, but the four-time MVP is a massive upgrade over what the Jets have had at the QB position in recent years. I'm Eric Messersmith, Fox News. Three draft picks you basically get back, a third and a fifth and a second that could become a first, that will probably become a first. Okay. On the one side of it, Rodgers' pass is prime, for sure. The other side of it, Packers got fleeced. Like, you could, they, nobody else wanted Rodgers because he's kind of being psycho away yeah, from the field. I guess that's probably true. And age probably factors. So, in so as the well. Jets were able to get a very favorable deal on their end where they weren't great. But if you can upgrade the quarterback position, can that give you a chance for a couple of years to just see something? That's going to be one of those where looking at a dude in a different uniform is going to take a lot of getting used to with Aaron Rodgers no, in a Jets uniform. The, the the part that is really weird about it is now we have to worry about Aaron Rodgers taking a camera phone into a bathroom because he's really following the Brett Favre. <laughs> Brett that's Favre true. Path I forgot here. about that. Well, hey, really, Vikings fans, Vikings, get ready. You're next, I guess, if that's true. You're welcome, Schaefer. All right, it's 6.56. It is LNK today with Jack and Friends. 34 degrees in the capital city. We'll take a break. We've got Joe Jordan coming up in 15 minutes from News Channel Nebraska. Talk Nebraska news and politics on KLIN.
When you're Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, 710, 38 degrees in the capital city on KLIN. Glad to have you back with us. We are joined now as we are every Tuesday at 710 by Joe Jordan, who does investigative journalism for News Channel Nebraska to talk a little Nebraska news and politics. Good morning, Joe. How are you doing today? I'm, uh, I'm uh, busy. Yeah, I bet you're busy. <laughs> I bet you're busy. Uh, for I, I think people in Lincoln may have caught a little wind of this story out of Omaha that's resulted of in several arrests, including a city councilman um, and and some of the things going on with it. But it's a lot. It's a lot to even take in and and understand exactly what's going on. And every time I hear something new about it, I'm like, oh my gosh, is this a movie? What is happening exactly right now? So I wondered if you could just sort of go through and give us kind of a cliff's notes of the last uh, what seventy two hours and and what exactly has happened because I think people will find it at least interesting, if nothing else. The bottom line on this uh, story case episode is that four individuals from Omaha, including uh, Omaha City Council Vice President Vinny Palermo, are accused of being involved in a scheme to basically defraud uh, a couple of Omaha nonprofit operations out of their money, along with wire fraud, bank fraud, federal crimes uh, that could put, if not one, all of these four people behind bars for most likely 20 to 30 years, uh, fines totaling somewhere in the vicinity of $250,000 or more. They're accused of, and again, as we always say, these are accusations, but the accusations keep piling up. Mm-hmm. Beginning with that accusation of, of a scheme to defraud these, these nonprofits in Omaha, Prosecutors yesterday uh, in Lincoln Federal Court were making their case as to why these four individuals should remain behind bars, not allowed out while their cases are still pending. There's no bail, as you know, Jack. There's no bail in the federal system. Mm -hmm. You're either out or you're in. And um, so yesterday, making their case as to why these four individuals should remain behind bars, prosecutors Along with the indictments that came out on Friday, they really piled on more and more accusations uh, trying to make the case that there are more and more reasons why these four should stay uh, in jail. 
They're arguing that they're uh, not not just flight risk, but they're dangers to the community as well. Uh, obviously, because one involves an Omaha city official, City Council Vice President Vinnie Palermo, the, the stakes in all of this have been have been heightened. And yesterday, the prosecution alleged that Vinnie Palermo, the councilman, uh, along with everything else he's accused of doing, uh, in, in a three-month-long wiretap of all these four individuals, the government says that they have they they have evidence that Palermo, on several occasions, was driving drunk. Uh, they have accusations that he was involved in at least two domestic violence incidents, one involving uh, allegations that he pushed his wife down a set of stairs uh, while she was holding one of their kids. Uh, another woman has alleged uh, that he sexually assaulted her in a motel. Uh, so along with all of that, well, in addition to all of that, Vinnie Palermo, the councilman, three years ago, pled guilty in Omaha federal court to misdemeanor uh, tax charges for not filing federal income taxes for three years. He was put on federal probation. He is still on that federal probation. And the uh, prosecutors are now alleging that along with everything else that they say he has done, he violated the federal probation and therefore should not be allowed out uh, until his case goes to trial. And his his case and two other cases uh, have been delayed until Wednesday, till tomorrow. Uh, one of the other four, uh, an Omaha police officer, his attempt to get out of jail was refused. He's detained for we don't know how long, but he's still in jail for quite some time, I'm sure, pending his trial. And there may be some changes along the way where he could get out ahead of time, but for the certainly for the near future, uh, he's in jail. As for Councilman Palermo, uh, he'll find out tomorrow, we believe, that if he's in or, or out. Uh, watching the judge yesterday decide the one case where she kept the individual in jail Palermo's going to, Vinnie Palermo's going to have a tough time making it, getting out of jail. Uh, she's basically said, she told the one guy yesterday, I don't trust you uh, if you're out, if you're out. And, and with Palermo uh, allegedly violating his federal probation, that's automatic revocation almost yeah. of, uh, to, to be out, which, which complicates things, things in the city of Omaha politically, because the Omaha City Council, first of, all, first of all, Palermo is the vice president of the city council. So if the mayor's out of town and the president of the council's out of town, then Vinnie Palermo is de facto mayor until one of those people get back in town. Oh, my gosh. And that happens, doesn't happen a lot, but it does happen periodically. Yeah. Uh, so today it appears that the city council is going to have enough votes to revoke uh, Palermo's vice president slot uh, and take him off of that. They don't have the ability to make him resign. Uh, the way the charter here is, is, is drafted, uh, and the mayor wants him to resign immediately, but as the charter here is drafted, uh, they don't have the ability. To, none of this causes him to, leave, to lose his office. However, if he, stays in, if he stays in jail for three straight months with no excused absences from council meetings, which occur basically every week, then he would forfeit the office. Uh, if he does get excused, which I can't imagine the situation where his absence would be excused, but if he, if he does get some excused absences, if he doesn't show up for six consecutive months, then he then then he's out of office regardless. Now, so I'm I'm foreseeing a situation where he's where he's in jail, can't make the council meetings, and then you have a divided city council with 
right now it's four Democrats and three Republicans. You remove Democrat Palermo from the list, and you've got three Democrats, three Republicans. Wow. And on touchy items, quite often this council is four to three. Democrats one side, Republicans the other. We could have three months or more of divided council where touchy you know, issues are locked up and they can't three, make any three. progress. Yeah. Uh, so I, I foresee uh, the, a push from, from some on the council or others in, in politics up here to try to convince Palermo, if you can't get out of jail, you've got to get off the council. At the same time, uh, finances being what they are, he gets to collect a city paycheck you know, every couple of weeks, which money, I guess, could be used to pay for attorney fees and all those kinds of things. This is not going to be a cheap deal. Uh, so I hope that kind of summarizes where we are right now. There's, there, there's, I'm sure there's going to be more we find out tomorrow. But the bottom line right now is Omaha City Council Vice President Vinny Palermo still in jail, no idea when he's going to get out. And the Omaha City Council is looking at a divided uh, plateau going forward. And so these were two nonprofit. One was about uh, one was related to the police, right? And one was about like youth sports or something like that. Am I yeah, correct one, on that? What were yeah, they? Is, what are the allegations the, that they were doing exactly uh, well, in, in terms of the fraud? So the, the two groups. One is called the Latino Peace Officers Association, and the second one is PACE, which is an organization to help inner city kids get into athletics. Uh, baseball, softball, soccer, and to keep to keep them out of trouble. And Pace says over the years that they've helped 31,000 kids uh, through their programs. The allegation is that there that one of these four guys uh, in his fundraising for the for 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 these organizations was was getting a bunch of the money as a, you know as opposed to for instance. You know, you know how organizations always say 100% of your money is going to go right. to these activities. Well, the allegation is that, that this guy, and his, his last name is Olson, that he was getting 65 to 80% of the funds himself uh, over maybe a half a million dollars and, and pocketing that money and apparently, allegedly, dispensing it for, for the city council vice president Palermo and these other guys to go on trips, uh, uh, whatever else that they wanted to use the money for. Uh, though that's the allegation of, of how the money gets involved. Wow. And these two guys, by the way, these two guys named Palermo are not related. Am I, <laughs> is that right? Yeah, that's, that's, that's been a, that's been, a, a an item for quite some time. We, this investigation publicly went public back in December when councilman Palermo's home was raided by the FBI and it was public knowledge because there were cameras out there, you know, uh, I think the Omaha World Herald had, I know the Omaha World Herald had shots of the FBI inside the house and what have you. Uh, so, so since December, Omaha has basically known about this investigation and we're waiting for whatever shoes to drop to drop. Uh, so, so you've got two guys, Omaha City Councilman Vinny Palermo and then a former Omaha police officer, a detective, Johnny Palermo. They are not related. What's interesting is the feds have, and all these wiretaps the feds have. There's one where there's one where Vinny Palermo, the councilman, uh, was sort of I, I'm guessing somewhat half jokingly was talking about his cousin uh, that he's the cousin mm -hmm. of the other Palermo. You know the movie My Cousin Vinny. Yeah. So oh, I think there was some kind of a joke about that, but I think the, the, the prosecutors <laughs> also allege that for whatever reasons that it wasn't. It's not totally clear yet, but at times the, these two Palermos acted like they were cousins for 
to further whatever schemes they were involved in. But yeah, they're not related. They have the same last name. Uh, but uh, but and one other aside about Councilman Palermo, um, for reasons that that I couldn't figure out at the beginning, and still find pretty amazing. Last weekend, uh, I was going through uh, Facebook posts from different public officials and what have you, and Vinny Palermo, the councilman, had changed his Facebook uh, profile. And it had a had had a picture of him that was taken by the World Herald when the when the feds were re- searching his house. There's a picture of him looking out the window of his home, and and he added this quote: "Everybody's a gangster until a gangster walks in the room." Well, I didn't know what that meant, and and I had talked lots, and, and there was a buzz around town about this as to what what is this even what is he doing? Well. The FBI agent testified yesterday that that quote actually comes from, get this, uh, John Gotti, mafia mob boss in New York City years ago, ran the Gambino family. (laughs) And for some reason, Councilman Palermo decided to put that on his Facebook post. In addition, he's he's on a wiretap, according to the government, as saying that he is the Al Capone of South Omaha, a reference apparently to the fact that he was the feds got him for tax problems three years ago. And now he's equating himself to some type of gangster Al Capone. So, uh, why is he still on the city council to begin with if he's already got a federal conviction for tax fraud? Because <laughs> it doesn't violate it doesn't violate the city charter uh, definition of what it takes to, to lose. There your was no movement to get him off, though. Well, he got re- he actually got reelected, Jack. <laughs> so, so he, he was elected in 2017, uh, and and then the the, the tax fraud case. Uh, income tax, not fi- they said it really wasn't fraud, but he didn't file the or, income tax. Okay. But it, it just my bad. The like federal fraud. tax charge to clarify okay. that. Yes. Uh, so, but that came in 2019. He ran for re-election in 2021 and got re-elected. So there you have it. This doesn't even. T- I mean, we're almost out of time. This doesn't even touch uh, really that the, now they, they added additional allegations uh, against. Uh, against uh, what Gonzalez that they were saying he was trading uh, uh, drugs. No, this was uh, Palermo, Johnny, the, the cop that he's Johnny he was, tra- the, he was trading drugs for, for sex, sex, essentially, and then also that they apparently went to San Diego and got in a fight in San Diego on one of these trips. I mean, right, and Johnny Palermo, and this one, <laughs> this this one could have some legs beyond what we've already heard. The prosecution is, is, has made the accusation that that, uh, that, that Johnny Palermo, the, the, the police officer, uh, looked the other way at times on gang activity in Omaha. Wow. Allowing possible gang crimes to occur. Wow. Now, whether, again, those are allegations, and it came up during the hearing, that, and tomorrow the uh, attorneys for the, the three remaining defendants get their chance to make their case as to why these guys should be uh, out of jail, but I'm... I'm going to be surprised if they get out. The just judge was pretty clear. Just when it looks like Lincoln's taking the spotlight for a week <laughs> with a big election, Joe, Omaha's got to swoop in with this ridiculous movie plot story here to to kick Lincoln if, off the headlines. And if I can make a, 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 a cheap plug for anybody interested, I've got a ton of stories on NewsChannelNebraska.com about this. About this. Beyond all of this, Vinnie Palermo. Uh, in the last two months, his wife filed for divorce, and it's not been an easy divorce 
and there's stories on that too. So, oh my gosh! All right, read up. So we, I wanted to because there so much is coming so fast and so fierce about this. And if you're not from Omaha, you may not have been following it. I wasn't following it. I'm trying to piece it together. So I just wanted Joe to sort of, since I know you've been covering it extensively, to sort of run it down for me with this whole thing. Um, and I, I'm glad I did because it sure is, it sure is interesting right now. So there you go. Uh, all right, Joe. I am I'm out of time, but I do appreciate that. We'll get back to what's going on in the legislature i'm sure it'll be a you know not much happening anyway this week so we can we can delve back into that on tuesday uh i appreciate your time we'll talk to you on uh, on election day next week all right thanks jack take care joe jordan news channel nebraska holy crap that is i don't want morning drive i don't even i'm know- sorry jason ball i'm sorry john get joe back on i just want to hear more about there's that. like 20 things in that story that are like, are you serious? I need a book series on whatever's happening oh right now. Gosh. All right, 726. Shows to LNK today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Let Lincoln know if your organization or business is impacted by the latest severe weather. Go under the closings tab and sign up at KLIN.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. All right, let's get it started today with... Number five. President Joe Biden formally announced his bid for re-election in a video released earlier this morning, framing next year's contest as a fight against Republican extremism. He implicitly arguing he needs more time to fully realize his vow to restore the nation's character. No real surprise there. It's kind of been expected, I think, for a a few months. There was a while there where it sounded like there was some, at least a little bit of doubt about whether or not that was something that that he was going to do. But the reality is, um, if, if he wants to, and there isn't an obvious alternative right now for the party to get behind and say, you know what, we need to kind of move on there doesn't really seem to be a formula uh, or a scenario out there for someone else despite obviously uh, the issues that are there in terms of popularity and the issues that are there in terms of age right now but bottom line for i think a lot of people is that well you know he did go against trump in 2020 and did beat trump in 2020 and so if that's what the matchup is again it's kind of like the feeling that like this is our best matchup it's like matching pitchers and batters i think probably from the democrats perspective here with this now i mean given the reality too about popularity uh about concerns that people have i think it's also the case that if republicans put up someone who 
was a change, someone who was different than Trump, and it wasn't that matchup again, I think they probably would have a decent chance of, uh, maybe a more than decent chance of getting the victory in 2024. But as it looks right now, the the momentum seems to be on Trump's side to get the motivation again. And as it looks right now, we're cruising toward a rematch in 2024 of what we had in 2020. And you ask the question, well, what's changed? What's you know what's different now than there was four years ago? And certainly things are different in a lot of ways than they were. But are they in ways that it's electorally relevant? I think it, it, it does answer the question whether uh, Vice President Harris would be on the ticket. I mean, there was a lot of speculation that yeah. he might, may go. So, But this was an announcement for Biden-Harris, yeah. the re-election. That's true. That's so a that, good point. That's that takes point. that off. Now, we do have a primary challenger in RFK Jr., right. Robert F. Kennedy. There's some other ones. Marianne Williamson. It, there's yeah, a it, few others, too. And, and it's, it's very possible that Gavin Newsom... Uh, could throw his hat in the ring. Although I think he said he wasn't going to. Right, but but I think they're going to watch how this popularity thing goes and if he continues to sink. And then there was some speculation after uh, a little bit of back and forth and what Trump said recently. Could we have a Trump Newsom uh, ticket? (laughs) What? It it was was some deep... I, or I Trump I, JFK Jr. ticket, for that matter. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, RFK. Uh, yeah, R- I'm sorry, RFK yeah. Jr., sorry. So, I mean, there, there's a lot of things that can happen yet, and I don't think uh, it, it does put uh, the Democrats, the the up-and-coming Democrats, however deep that may or may not be, kind of puts them out uh, of of the uh, the game for a while, at least. Yeah, yeah, it won't be. The, the focus is going to be on, obviously, on... This is very obvious, but on the on the Republican primary now and next few months of a couple months here of figuring out who's actually in and who isn't with the onus kind of being on DeSantis at this point. He's touring the world right now. He was in Japan yesterday. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which still doing everything that would indicate that he is running at this point, but figuring out exactly who that that primary race involves and then they'll get going with debates. Not too far in. It's uh, what, like August? They'll yep. start doing those. Yep. And and there was an. I, I was listening this morning on the way in. I don't remember whether it was Red Eye Radio or whether it was uh, this morning with Gordon Deal. They were talking with somebody and and they said, "Who could Trump pick as a running mate?" They were speculating it could be Tucker Carlson. And I'm going. Wow. Oh. Well, we'll get back to that here in yeah. just so, a second. But I mean, uh, you, oh. you you just think of the possibilities that are that are existing out there. Well, yeah, we here we are. We mentioned two Democrats as a possibility. I'm sure people have mentioned Tulsi Gabbard too. Oh yeah, also a former Democrat. Um, and that, oh, my goodness, yeah, this is going to be a wild yep. ride. Buckle Buck- up, everybody. Yeah, buckle up, Israel. Number four. New resolution up for first reading before the city council yesterday would rename or actually name the ticket office out at Pinewood Bowl in honor of the late Tom Lorenz, who you knew quite well. Yeah, I I mean, I think this would be a great gesture. I think Lorenz, Tom Lorenz, is, is, has, bears so much responsibility in a very good way for... Um, for really transforming the entertainment scene, the concert scene, especially in Lincoln, between obviously being the 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 one and he was he used to be at Pershing and with SMG, and then eventually took over at the arena. Uh, but working there, there was there was a lot of concern when we talked about whether or not to build the arena that 
a lot of questions about whether Lincoln would be able to get a sustained period of significant acts to the arena after the so-called honeymoon period. Um, and I think I, I don't think there'd be anybody who would argue that they haven't done that now for what about ten years, ten years since the arena opened, and they've continued to be able to get those. And that was you know for the last nine years of it under Tom Lorenz's leadership, and then to reopen, revitalize, get Pinewood Bowl going again, which was you know it was ridiculous that that kind of a venue wasn't being used as an more extended entertainment venue other than having the musical out there that they would do in some occasional events out there and not actually bringing acts in there because it's a it's a beautiful place to see a show it's a great place to see a show and it basically lied fallow for concerts like that for what 20 years uh essentially and and Tom Lorenz had a ton to do with that and so the ticket office out there it's a it's a small gesture um but yeah he 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 is going to be, I think, remembered fondly among entertainment circles in Lincoln for really jump-starting this city as a, a concert town, the likes of which it it hadn't been uh, for a long time prior, if at all, prior prior to that situation. And, and, and it's, I, I think it's safe to say that he also influenced other entertainment, even the in the city, even though it wasn't directly related to Pinnacle Bank or mm-hmm. Pinewood Bowl. But he was he was a big influencer in bringing high quality talent and entertainment yeah. to, to the city. Yeah, and he, he was a heck. I mean, he was a he was a great guy too. He was uh, in, incredibly uh, nice, personable, community minded. Uh, all of those things. Every time I saw him, I would I would talk to him at the arena extensively, and he loved talking about the things that he was he was working on and and I easy mean, to to connect with. Yeah. I mean, he was always willing to do a telephone interview, and he, you interviewed yep. him a number of times. Yeah. I mean, you just go back. I mean, if you want to talk about whether or not Lincoln is slowing down on the concert, but what was it last spring? I mean, you can go into this year, too, but last spring, I still remember it was what? Over the course of one week, it was Elton John, Snoop Dogg, and, and Alan Jackson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, that was it, they, they've continued to be a pretty good run and a, and a pretty good run still going on there. Um, now, unfortunately, the Morgan Wallen one had to postpone. Uh, which is about the biggest name in country right now. He's got to move his back because of some voice issues. But uh, remember, too, uh, what uh, Tom in his uh, early in the pandemic, how he was able to work with the city and the county and the health department in setting up those COVID-19 vaccination clinics. I mean, that that's was another one. That, that yeah. was no small feat. Yeah, uh, that was ground zero, essentially, for the city's and, vaccination, and big it, vaccination. And if you remember well. all of the mitigations that we had to go through with, uh, you know, antiseptic wipes and, mm-hmm. and cleaning. I mean, that staff did yeoman's work. Yep. There yeah. Is, yeah. Anyway, I think it's a great idea, bottom line. Yeah. Number three. Big Ten Conference announcing yesterday a change to Nebraska's game at Illinois. Uh, not going to be on Saturday, October 7th. Moving it to a Friday, Caleb. Yeah. The Big Ten loves to loves to do this. They did it last year for Nebraska against Rutgers. Done it a few years for some a few years ago for some other games. They did one uh, at Illinois back in I want to say like 15. sixteen, fifteen or sixteen. Yeah. They did it as well uh, at Illinois. They don't tend to do it for. I don't. I I think Nebraska has made it very clear they don't want to do this for home games. So so that's a thing. You won't see this at a Nebraska home game. A Michigan home game, an Ohio State home game, like th- those you won't get, but you will see this at Illinois. 
at Northwestern, yeah. at Rutgers. Yeah. Like you'll see it at some of these places that Maryland. when they are bringing in one of these bigger names, bigger name schools, and, and yeah, Nebraska's been down for the last decade. I get that. The name is still there to give you a draw on a Friday that the conference can take advantage of. And now Nebraska has three weekday conference games this year. Three out of nine. One-third of their conference schedule is on weekdays. Yep. So you got Minnesota to open the year on a Thursday. That's August 31st. And then you've got this October 6th against or at Illinois. So those are both on the road. Then you're at home Black Friday with Iowa. Yeah, which is the, Wait, that which one's is, happened for right. years, so that feels a little bit different. And it's a holiday weekend. Feel about, it feels different. How do you feel about this? I mean, not necessarily even just from a changes your sort of work schedule and your work situation, so maybe that's good. But just more generally, how do you feel about this happening, you know, once every couple of years or maybe every year for Nebraska? I've got no problem with it. It stands out this year because you're opening up at Minnesota on a Thursday. Otherwise, you would have only had right. that, that one non-Black Friday. So it stands out a little bit. The part that's difficult on this one is you now have a short week post-Michigan. That's the part that, that stands That's out with point. it. It's I not thought of that. It's not, let's say it would have been the week before and you would have flipped Michigan and Illinois, so you would have then gotten a little bit of extra rest ahead of Michigan. Oh, you're also going into a bye week. So okay. you're going to play on a Friday, and then you're going to have a bye week, and then so host Northwestern. You have two Saturdays in a row for weddings, for getting stuff done yep. in the yard, yep. for going to the pumpkin patch. For all of, for all of these things yeah. that you could be doing, taking a little trip, maybe Oktoberfest with a family, Oktoberfest, yeah. yeah. So you're going to have all crazy. of that. Now it would have been different if it was the week before, and you would have done it September 29th, because right now you play Michigan September 30th. So if you would have flopped or flip flopped those weeks, then that would have been different because you would have been coming off of a non conference game with Louisiana Tech. So a yeah. shorter week than going into that conference game. That I don't know. That that's tough so, with with that Michigan matchup. Put it this way: Nebraska has. Uh, let's see. I guess it would be four. Nebraska has four Saturdays with football between the beginning of the season and October twenty first. Yeah, four Saturdays with football through basically the first two months of the season, it, home or away. So and then and then they go basically. Every Saturday after that, um, starting with uh, starting with Northwestern, Purdue both at home, then at Michigan State, then Maryland at home, at Wisconsin, and Iowa for Black Friday. I don't have an issue with it overall. I think it's it, if the conference is trying to find a way to fill those coffers with your media deals, and that's what ultimately helps Nebraska and helps the university, you have to find those windows to take advantage of to make the, the television partners happy. That's yeah. going to be some Friday games. All right. Fair enough. I don't love it. I don't. I really don't love it. But I'm okay. I, 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 I guess from a, a I'm okay with it from a practical standpoint. Like you've got there, that does make some sense. Number two. Thank you for calling Nine South Chargrill. We permanently closed on April twenty second, and that's all we know. Nine South Chargrill, Ninth and South Street, shut it down. Man, disappointing. Too bad to too bad to hear. I don't know what was going on there. Um, we know. Listen, we've. We've been pretty clear. We understand that uh, the restaurant industry, the local restaurant industry, can be one that is that is difficult. That's that's tough. That's a lot of hard work as well. So I would just express th- this was uh, this was a popular popular place in town, an uber local place. 
uh, one that did well in much madness year after year yeah. after year. So it was very, very popular. The experiences I had there were were really good. I liked how unique it was, and it was really quintessentially kind of part of that neighborhood. Uh, that very specific neighborhood in Lincoln. I know they also did open for a little while in Hickman um, before deciding to move on from that project. But yeah, it's uh, it's a bummer. It took me by surprise for sure. It took a lot of people by surprise yesterday once you started to see it hit social media. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, that's not the only. We also had uh, we talked about Bed Bath and Beyond what yesterday on the show, and and we're talking about how we didn't know necessarily if that was going to impact. Uh, if the Lincoln store is going to be impacted, and we found out that it is, in fact, going to be impacted, and that's going to be closing its doors as well. One of the OGs of South Point. Absolutely, and that's going to be a complete shutdown. That company's been in business, I think, 54 years. Wow. So wow. There, so there will be a bunch of stuff on sale? or Start, they Starting tomorrow. Okay. Yep. The closeout sale, and I, I believe the coupons that you have are only good through close of business today. Oh, my goodness. Ooh. Everybody. I think. That, that was the other thing about Bed Bath & Beyond is you shouldn't ever go there if you didn't have one of those 20% off coupons that they would send you in the mail. Well, starting tomorrow, unless you've got a coupon today, starting tomorrow, hitting that place up for graduation and wedding gifts. That's actually a good point. That's a and, smart yeah. thing to do here. And, and the reason they're taking the coupons off is they're going to be drastically discounting yeah. the yeah. sell-offs. That yeah. makes sense. Hey, I, well, you know, it was. I liked the place. I'm I'm bummed. I, I liked I it did. as an option. I liked the place because they were. There are certain things. Some of the stuff that they sold is the type of stuff that you kind of want to see before you buy on online and get a, especially for kitchen equipment uh-huh. and that sort of stuff, and really be able to 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 see the whole thing. So. I th- and I, I assume that was the biggest culprit of this whole thing is just competition from the types of things that they sold online. Um, just but, think of the bedding and the, and the towels and all of that that yeah. have been sold in those years. Yeah. yeah. You want to feel a towel before you buy it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Moving on. Number one. NBC Universal CEO Jeff Schell got the axe on Sunday. Yesterday, it was Fox News and Tucker Carlson parting ways and CNN dumped Don Lemon. Just hemorrhaging cable news personalities here. Now, it's not hard to figure out why Lemon was gone. He's had a couple of things that he's he said that have been questionable at the least. And, you know, and, the, and then I guess depending on what your political persuasion is, you may think that of Tucker Carlson, too. I don't know, Mark, what do you make of the, the Tucker thing? Is it... The, the, I mean, uh, the def- if you lose almost a billion dollars in a lawsuit, probably isn't helping things. And, right, and, and they've got other lawsuits pending, and I'm sure that there was something in Discovery that they didn't want to take any further. Well, there was some, yeah, that's true. And there was some of it that was, you saw what he had to say. Well, yeah, uh, and some of the stuff he was saying privately, he said just the opposite yeah. on the air. And yeah, that the, probably didn't help, yeah. but I don't know what the bottom line re- reason is, and... Who knows? Maybe, yeah. Maybe and, he's a vice presidential candidate now. That would be crazy, but although maybe not that crazy at all. And just one quick side note, LB77, constitutional carry, mm-hmm. confirmed 2 o'clock signing by the governor this afternoon. All right. Thank you for the update. 756 will wrap up your morning drive. Brought to you by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management on KLIN. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. 
Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, welcome back on your Tuesday morning, April 25th, 2023. 36 degrees in the capital city, but sunny skies and wind. My screen says it. I don't know if it's true, but my screen says it. Wind zero miles per hour, and that's as exciting as any part of the forecast that I could probably give you right now. So we'll take it. I'll take 36 and no wind any day. Wind is done for the year. Yeah, no. That's, that's what I heard. Very that's much what not I heard. True. No more wind 2023. Very RIP. Much not true. Uh, all right, Jason Paul from Lincoln Chamber of Commerce is joining us right now. Good morning, Jason. How are you doing today? I am fantastic on this windless. Good, yeah. yeah. Have you had to, I bet you've had to run into some strong headwinds over the course of the last few weeks occasionally. Oh, my, my face is still windblown. <laughs> my cheeks are permanently kind of pulled back. Yeah. 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 Jeez. That's, yeah, the runners, uh, they always especially are aware of, of the, uh, the wind situation. Hey, let's, uh, let's talk about, um, about the post office. Let's talk about the convention center. There's been, yeah. last, since last time you and I talked about this, there's kind of been some, some goings on with this. I, I had a chance. I ran into Congressman Mike Flood a couple of weeks ago. He was in our studios, uh, recording uh, our Lincoln Business Beat podcast. And I know he talked a little bit about some of his efforts there in just kind of establishing a line of communication with the post office. And I understand that the bottom line is that is a location that would be under consideration or thought of as a possibility if there were a convention center coming into Lincoln, but there is a post office there right now. There's still a lot that has to happen, obviously, to even get to the point where you are trying to finalize a location. So I wondered if you could just sort of put in context all the little bits of news that we're getting on this and what exactly is happening right now with the discussions with the federal government and with the post office right now and who's involved in them. Yeah, yeah. And and I guess I'll start with the most recent bit of news is the uh, congressman issued a, a letter and it's basically a, hey, I want to talk about this letter to the, the local post office leadership. And and it it's it's funny, it will always get your attention when uh, someone tweets you, uh, uh, sends you a Twitter post and says, Hey, you're mentioned in this, oh. and it's and it's a letter from your congressman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet. And and so I was CC'd along with uh, 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 some other community leaders, and and uh, um, but I am very glad of the congressman's interest and excitement about this. And so, uh, yeah, for folks that that don't know, and this goes back, boy, just more than a year now. In the, f- the very first study that we did on how would we establish a convention center somewhere in Lincoln, presumably in the down. Town. What are the potential sites and locations that we really should be uh, targeting in on to evaluate further? Um, and it didn't get into cost. It didn't get into governance or, or how are you going to pay for it? Like all, right. all that stuff was later. Just sort of um, aspirational. Where are you? Where would you? Exactly. Look? Yeah. Exactly. And 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 is there a business case mm-hmm. for it? It's really the, yeah. the external factors. And and so they get into this process. And one of the five sites that were 
you know, proposed by outside consultants at the time is the current location for the, the post office. And even this goes back farther. If you want to look into the, the Vision 2015 group and when we were looking at building the Pinnacle Bank Arena, there were some attempts at talking to the U.S. Postal Service about, hey, you know, can the community take over this facility in some way, shape, or form? Yeah. Um, and so that's been out there uh, for, for quite some time. And uh, we briefed the congressman on it. We're working with, obviously, the, the, the city and the mayor and, and uh, other leadership about, look, you know, what would it look like if we were able to um, community-wise in some way <clears throat> uh, take control of that site for a, a higher and better use. Cause I think that's, that's the one thing that, that really everybody sees in this same site is we've invested so much. We've built so much right. into this great entertainment and restaurant area. It's working. It's drawing people in for uh, concerts. How can we supercharge that? And one of the, one of the ways is to bring to a higher and better use uh, that location. And so the congressman very interested in this, and we're thrilled to have his interest in, in exploring that further. So uh, uh, tell us kind of where we are with the process then. Um, there, there was a letter written. What was the request, and what has the response been to the request exactly? <laughs> yeah, so, and I'm I'm not a spokesperson for the congressman, but he did share these comments uh, 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 publicly in, in, in other ways, and then mentioned he was going to do this when he spoke at the Chambers Face the Chamber yeah. luncheon. And, and he said, yeah, I'm so excited on this congressional break next week i'm going to sit down with local post office uh leadership and uh that meeting for for whatever reason uh did not end up occurring and and the congressman i think is has determined he wants to you know keep the pressure on to say i want to talk about this and mm -hmm. he's very clear he doesn't expect um you know a change of ownership to happen next month. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, he, he understands there's going to have to be a, a thorough process that gets wrapped around this and it's going to take some time. Um, but at the same time, I think his goal is look, I want to have this conversation. Um, you know, we're interested in that conversation too. I know um, other leadership in the community uh, have been as well. Um, when you're dealing with a federal office and, and even the U.S. Postal Service just works different than most federal offices, um, it's going to be a more lengthy process is, is what we've learned. And so while I am, uh, still cautiously optimistic that the, there is a day when we will be able to gain control of that post office. I, I don't know if it's, if it's something that, that happens in a year. Or five years or ten years. I just we just don't have that answer yet. So and it so, may or may not. But, but what that means is it may or may not be an option if you want to go forward yeah. with with a convention center. Ab absolutely. Now, but here's what I want to be clear about. This is this is still a potential uh, for this. This is something we are not stopping. We haven't sat down in the mud and said, "Oh, this will never work." And we need to look in other directions. We are still moving forward on on all options. This is still one of them, and and whether or not it works in a timeline that the community is comfortable with uh, for a convention center location, that's going to be a community decision. Mm -hmm. That's going to be a broader decision than uh, any any one uh, elected official or community leader are going to make. We're gonna, we're going to do a deliberative process wrapped around that, but we are we are not stopping. Um, the direction I've been given from my board and our program has been given is, again, whether it takes one year or five years or ten years, get working with the post office and other community mm -hmm. leadership in a productive way to gain control of that facility uh, in a productive way as soon as we can. 
so that whether it's a convention center or, or some other potential use that leverages the right. the West Hay market, um, we're able to put that to there's higher better use. Yeah, there's probably other options as well. Are you aware of of people or arguments beyond just the federal government process of getting something like that moved that are are making the argument saying, well, you know, it is really nice to have this here, or it is historic that it should be here. Like, is that out there? No, um, that that's not the feedback that I've been given. Yeah. Uh, so I, mean, I don't think that, but yeah. <laughs> what, what our understanding of the situation is, is I think in an ideal uh, world, uh, a more centralized uh, East Nebraska postal sorting center um, closer to interstate infrastructure probably is going to make more sense. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that would surprise anybody. Uh, yeah. you know, even Lincoln's mail is being routed through Omaha right, right now. And so that's a West Nebraska uh, predominantly uh, sorting facility right now, which is fine. Um, but, you know, the needs for post office is kind of the the small, uh, you know, uh, a corner of the grocery store type of right. experience or a small building in downtown. They're always going to want to have a downtown option uh, for people that want to go there and do their mailing and, and buy their stamps and get envelopes and those types yep. of things. So there's going to be a need for those services, but it doesn't have to be attached to the large uh, sorting center. And that that's not a new model at all. That yeah. exists in a lot of places, even here in Lincoln. So that's what the bulk yeah. of the facility and the land and the building is used for is the sorting process, obviously, then. That's what it was. Like. That what was built. And yeah. for many, many years, it was it was actively used. Right. When such. it was. Yeah, that's that, that's yeah. why it's so big, I yeah. guess, is what I'm saying. I, I get confused as to why. And I'm sure there's reasons yeah. for it. But I will never be able to understand why Re- Lincoln's mail isn't sorted through there anymore. Yeah. Uh, then real quickly before we move on to something else, I, I know there was the legislature was going to be looking at some of the funding related to to the convention center. Do you have an update? Is there anything new on that at all? Yeah, so there's there's two broad proposals that have been made, and I know the legislature is still working through the process. One proposal that we have been very forward about is is we think it's a good investment for the the state to make given the resources that they have right now. Uh, in the same way that they've invested in in many other communities in the state here in the past couple of years through ARPA and other means, um, is to, uh, you know, we put in a request for $60 million for uh, a convention center, and mm-hmm. that proposal is still floating out there. Simultaneously, another proposal for what's called a turn-back tax, which is basically a use of um, sales tax over time that the state collects. This would not, not, not be an additional tax on anybody right it it would be state you know redirecting its uh portion of its sales tax to be used to uh help build a facility like this Mm -hmm. and and um you know again that's that's right now involved in the sausage making that's that's happening in the hallways of of the legislature right now yeah and so um you know we're we're staying close to that both would be useful tools. Both would have a, a beneficial impact on getting a project like this done. Mm-hmm. Uh, both of them do have some trade-offs, yeah. and so we're we're really watching those closely. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to to another topic. Uh, maybe people have uh, seen 14th and Old Cheney and some some changes around there, and and a uh, a new headquarters, a new business headquarters moving in there. Um, and you can give us a little a little more detail on this virtual incision. Tell us about the story here. Yeah. So so this is just such a, a, a fun story for me. So all the way back when I was an intern with the Office of Technology Development at, at UNL, I got introduced to 
uh, Dr. Shane Farragher, part of the engineering department and professor at, at UNL. And he was just an exciting person to work with, had a lot of uh, ideas, mostly in the space of, of robotics. And one of the ideas and concepts that he had back at that time is, is robotic surgery, which at the time wasn't new in and of itself, but it was based on large robots outside of the body and, and the, the tools would go in and, and make a, you know, less impact on the body. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and that really revolutionized how, uh, how many surgeries were done, but he saw an opportunity to say, what if you could make the robots really small because these larger legacy instruments that are in use commonly today, they can't move. They get installed in a facility. Mm -hmm. They're there for the lifetime of that instrument. They just do surgeries right. there. You have to get all your patients there. It's very expensive, not mobile system. And his concept was, you know, what if you could uh, make the robot smaller in the way that the robot is actually going inside of your body and guided by a doctor, but it's mobile systems. Mm -hmm. And um, and so this starts from research he's doing. He continues to go out and, and get investors, work with UNL. He, he ended up putting up shop in Innovation Campus. And the big part of this announcement that I don't want people to miss is this is a success that emerged out of Innovation Campus in the exact same way that I think we always hoped it would right where we've got a business that employs i believe they're at something like 30 plus people now all of them engineers young company very exciting situation they are just on the cusp of getting their their final final approvals through the fda to begin to go into production and use these instruments and sell them and so it's a it's a very exciting time for this company uh virtual incision check them out look them up online it's going to be a big big deal for and them. that that new that new location will be at 14th and Cheney, right? Yep, Correct. Uh, in yeah. the former design yeah. data building. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it was the idea, and that was kind of how Innovation Campus was pitched to be a bit of an incubator for mm -hmm. places that can grow. And it sounds like the growth has happened here at this point. It's time for someplace bigger for them, yeah. which is the whole hope on yeah. this thing. And start over again with somebody else there. I just, I congratulate Campus. that team. They're they're an overnight success after 20 years of very hard work. That's awesome. So it's it's a neat Nebraska story. Very cool. All right, Jason, I'm out of time. Thanks so much for uh, sharing some of that with us and getting us updated on the very latest. And we will check in with you again in a couple weeks. All right. Thanks, Jack. Have a great day. Jason Ball, Lincoln Chamber of Commerce. 39 degrees in the capital city. You listen to LNK today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Got an opinion on the latest Huskers game? Fire off with a voice message in the free KLIN app. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Waking babies in the North Bottoms and then helping them ace the ACT since the 90s. It's the voice of Nebraska Volleyball, John Baylor.
37. Welcome back. LNK today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Glad to have you back with us on the Tuesday morning with no wind. It's amazing out there, even though it's in the 30s. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And, uh, gorgeous out there. It's 39. I mean, it's fine. It's no wind. I said it was gorgeous. I just said, this. that's the power of no wind, JB. No wind will 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 raise things up. For, okay, you got forty five. Look at I'm being calling. We are be calling the being called the fake weather media by John Baylor. He's uh the the lamestream well, fake weather media. It's ballpark oh, weather. Listen. It's ballpark weather. Let's see, maybe if I refresh it, maybe that'll help. Uh, yeah, right. All right, forty two. Ah, just bumped right. up since I last. It does feel warm. since I last said that. But again, again, sun, no wind. That mm. that's what you need. Don't even need to worry about the temperature when you got those sorts of things. Ooh. JB, one spring game is over. Another one is beginning at the University of Nebraska Fall Athletic Department. Bring on the Shockers of Wichita State. We're going to Central City. We're going to Central City. What's the drive to Central City like? What are we we talking? Hour, two, three? Go to the Aurora exit, hang a right. Okay. And go through Aurora, wave, and keep going north. Central City, the Bison Activity Dome. Dome. Brand new. Brand yeah, beautiful. When we say dome, do we just mean arena, or do we have uh, like a it's, it's a dome, I mean, metrodome type I mean, situation dome. going here? And you know what the Bison Activity Dome acronym is? Bad, bad, <laughs> nice, bad to the dome. Nice. I got to pull up some pictures of this thing. Oh, you're right. It is a dome. Ooh, that's slick. Legit. Central. That's City. slick. How many people? How many people we jamming in this thing on Saturday? Since yeah, like, 2098, or I'm, I'm going to call it 2100. 2100, that's good. Looks like there's some standing room only areas up oh. on the top by where right. you go to the. I don't think you need law enforcement go, in Central City that go, day. Everyone's go, in the dome. Go to the, go to the classroom, and uh, it's two o'clock against uh, Wichita State on the Huskers Radio Networks. You can take a listen to JB calling the action against the Shockers. Fired up. Uh, why does volleyball do? Do this where there is an actual matchup against another team when a lot of other sports, you know, baseball has a fall series against themselves. Football has a spring game. Why is volleyball allowed this to happen when other sports haven't? I, well, not that I don't like it. It's cool. Well, they can sell tickets. They can do that so for the other ones, there's too. that. Uh, small towns go crazy. They love it. Ogallala. Can do that, too. Norfolk, GI. You can bring a baseball series between Nebraska and Wichita State to yeah. a facility out there. That is a good question. Yeah? You got fewer bodies. I yep. guess you know baseball's got a big team, but you know, it's just a single bus. You yeah, pack them actually, all maybe in. did they, Caleb? Did they do that with baseball? Have they started doing that? Did, like, why do I remember Nebraska I playing, playing Kansas in like some fall ball stuff? Was that some fall? Maybe they did. They have started doing it in baseball um, and softball and those sorts. We of got things. some sweet baseball list. stadiums around this state. Yeah. Put, oh, them to, put them to good use. I know. Lincoln's trying to catch up here. It's a great idea. Lincoln. Listen to this program and great ideas hatch. It's crazy. It's just like an incubator. We're like uh, we're like Innovation Campus Central here. And now you're talking about the post office. It's like post office wall to wall. Do we need a huge, giant sorting facility post yep. office in downtown Lincoln, J.B.? The answer, of course, is no, but I'm here to manage expectations. <laughs> like, people are speeding to the post office now thinking it's going to be, you know, mothballed by 5 o'clock. Uh, this is the <laughs> federal government we're talking about here. Let me give you some context. When they built this, and you were instrumental in the building of PBA, there was already talk then about what are we going to do with this behemoth next door? Yeah. Okay. They were talking about the, the visioning yeah. group prior to the yeah. arena. Yeah, I and, mean, and nothing has happened in a decade. Now, let me give you further context. Fifteen years ago, there was some momentum 
to mothball and replace the federal building parking lot, 15th and O. That's right. Guess what stands right now at 15th and O? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, this is the... It's interminable. It's glacial. I'm excited that the congressman's involved, but folks, do not get your hopes up. All right. We got, I mean, look at it. We got the Republican congressman at the mayoral debate. You had both mayoral yeah. candidates reaching across the proverbial aisle and holding hands on this B- issue. Bottom line, this, this is nothing short of maddening for me. The idea that we are unable to interact and speak to decision makers with the federal government and put a timetable in place is absolutely maddening. And I speak from experience. The post office has been in play for a decade. We've been talking about it for more than a decade. It still stands. 15th and O Federal Building parking lot, it still stands. It is maddening. What is the issue? Why can't, by lunch today, we have identified the decision makers and set up meetings and get things, get at least a no. Federal but, red tape is a uh, real thing. Yes. Federal red tape is a very real thing. I think if you're thing. dating someone in the federal government, it, it's not clear that you're actually interacting with Homo sapien. <laughs> like, why is it so amorphous? Why can't we get you gotta send mammals? In requests, we want mammals. you got to send in requests in triplicate to yes. find out what they want to have for dinner tonight. Yep. I know there's some high-quality federal employees. We care about them. We thank them for their service. But can we get a mammal to speak to us? On either of these two issues. Oh, it's valuable. It's, it's a, it's a value. It is a perfectly located for something. Yep. But for something. The, I don't know what. I think by the time that space is available, convention centers may be Gone. completely anachronistic. Maybe, maybe like, convention center 2.0. Yes. At that point. I, yeah. Maybe the, the hologram center where we bring in holograms of everyone. Can you give around. us a post office? What is the situation update every month? Yeah, I could, but it would be very short. But but you can tape it and replay it for quite a while. Yeah. May 2027, I'm same hopeful. as April 2027. I'm, I'm hopeful. It's just that, you know, I got about an 83-year life expectancy. Yeah, so. well, hopefully. You, you, you're you you're going to do better than that, I I'm, think. You're I'm hoping you're right. Crime, anyway, we got people 83 years old still running for president, so, you know, you'll probably be fine. Great point. Yeah. So. The new, the new sixty three. It's a, yeah. With all the all the advances in technology, you're going to be fine by then. Uh, Wichita State. What kind of a challenge does this present for Nebraska well, they, this weekend? They hadn't been to an NCAA tournament since 2017, which is shocking because they won six Missouri Valley Conference championships. Then they left and went to this American Athletic Conference, Central Florida, Tulane, etc. And uh, had a little bit of success early. They won the first title uh, the first year they got there in 2014. But not a lot of success since 2017. But they got the same coach there. He's, he, the guy can flat out coach. I don't know what flat out means, but it sounds good. Flat out. Um, Chris Lamb. He's been there for a long time. We used to see them in the NCAA tournament the second round. Um, anyway, they've got a lot of heritage. Uh, they've got three returning all-conference <laughs> players. And they're a team that's kind of rebuilding, trying to refine their former glory. Okay. All right. Well, you know, it is because Wichita State, huge baseball tradition, obviously. Gene Stevenson there with the baseball tradition. Nice. Uh, Basketball had a huge run there about 10 years ago where they were Fred Fred Van Vliet. That's right. uh, Yeah, he's a Wichita State guy. They they were really solid as well. And if you watch Ted Lasso, 
Ted Lasso was the coach of Wichita State football nice. before going to Europe. I can't and, believe they let him go. Coach it. Yeah, I can't. Because he's got this magic touch. I he can't like either. I go, know. Yeah. It could have been winning a lot of yeah. FCS titles or Having whatever. Having issues with his wife. They yeah, think that, that was probably played it. into yeah. it. Now that probably played into it. She's seeing like they're lawyers. I don't, I don't like the whole situation. I'm on his side. I don't know. I'm only, I'm only one episode into the new season, so don't, I don't need any spoilers here for that whole thing. Uh, okay, what are we, uh, where are the, what are the battles that we're watching here for Nebraska? The, you talk about position battles and you're coming to spring games, and well, I think that's going to be a big one. No one's joining us this summer. This is it. This so is the, the this, this is what you got now yeah. is what you got in the fall. Absolutely, which is highly unusual. We got a battle at left side. I mean, who's going to be there? Is, is Harper Murray going to suddenly emerge? And we're not going to get a ton of answers. Yeah. on Saturday, but we're going to get a glimpse. Yeah, we're get a glimpse. But it's all about passing. I mean, who's going to emerge as a passer? But you know me, uh, I, uh, uh, I I'm the, a huge Lindsey Krause fan. Mm-hmm. I'm an Allie Badenhorst fan. Lindsey Krause has sacrificed now for two years on the right side. That's not her natural position. She can do it all, although, you know, the passing isn't at an elite level yet. But Michaela Fecky learned to be a fabulous passer her final two years. Remember, she didn't pass the first two years. Here you have, you know, one of the greatest Huskers of all time. That's an understatement. Who was playing part time, getting subbed out in the back right. row, or getting she was just, hidden? Just slamming it at the end, mainly and, is what she and did. Krause's got those skills. I'm thinking she's going to figure it out by this fall. And boy, I'd go to war with her. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And look, don't look now, but she's got a lot of experience. Holy cow. Oh. All these young outside hitters. I mean, I still remember these uh, outside hitters all as freshmen, but all of a sudden, you know, you look at the roster and uh, Baton Horse is a junior and, yeah. and Krause is, uh, what, a junior as well? Team Me Christmas. Lexi Rodriguez is a junior now. Damn. Holy cow. Lexi's son is sunset, am I right? Lexi's son is 26. I mean, there's a <laughs> lot of time passes. So you've got a lot going on. But it's, it's a happy choice. I think on the right side, it's it's pretty clear Merritt Beeson is going to be over there. The transfer from Florida, who was a captain last year at Florida as a yeah, sophomore. That, I mean, that's my big thing. I, I want to see uh, just haven't seen her, so I'm really interested in, in seeing what be she can do. Great stabilizer. I want to see Caroline Juravicious. Ooh, Joe when Juravicious she, When daughter. she hits a big kill, it'll be vicious. Wow. But I hear she's still just workshop got, that one until the regular season. Maybe. She, uh, she's uh, showcasing. She's she's impressing a lot of folks. Six camp two well. outside hitter from Chardon, Ohio. I think someone might need to redshirt. Yeah, I was someone wondering might, about that. Remember when you redshirt, you're trading your worst year for your best. When you redshirt, you just traded That's your freshman year, which it. should be your worst, for your best year, fifth year. And now we got the COVID, you know, you can retake a year thing gone. So now people are back to the normal. Okay, do I do this in four or I do it in five? Right. And yeah. the big question is, do I stay at one school or do I go to five different schools? Uh Maggie Mendelson. will be interested to see her. It's interesting to see her sure. again here after she's, coming off the basketball season. She showed glimpses in the fall. Yeah. She's and she's got something that's tough to coach. That's height. Yeah. And big yes. hands, big block, uh, but raw. Remember, I think she's about to turn eight, 18. I mean, really? Yeah, at that age. Wait, she's about to turn 18? Yeah, she was 17 all this calendar, My all last season. in high school is 18. Yeah, My I, son's older than her? I was trading baseball cards at that age. I mean, she's, out, she's out there trading big blocks. My goodness. All right, and then uh, you know, and then you, the, the the regulars, the ones that you expect to see, kind of how they've they've progressed. Becca Alec had a breakout year last year. Obviously, it'll be exciting to see what she's a pillar. You know where she's at, she'll. I can't wait to see what she's she does this fabulous. season. And she's a great leader, just born leader. Yeah, she handles herself so well, not just with the team, but I've seen her out in public. Wow, 
Yeah, well, she was out there with uh, Hames and a couple of the other players out signing autographs before the yeah. spring football game. They were drawing a crowd. Boy, she better build up that wrist. She's going to sign a lot of autographs the next her, three uh, years. Her brother's thinking about transferring back here to play basketball. Did you see that? How good is he? Uh, we'll see. We'll see. He was playing out west. I'm trying to remember where he was playing out west. Um, uh, what, what did he go to? He was at New Mexico, I think. Mm-hmm. I think he was at New Mexico. Went to high school at North Star. Um, and yeah, he's thinking about coming back here and joining an assist at the University of Nebraska. Nice. Thank goodness so. this portal only applies uh, during the off season. I'm thinking some guy has a bad game, boom, he's in the portal. You start facing him the next week yep. against you. Yep. Yeah. But <laughs> but will the transfers? Tra- will the credits transfer? That's that the is question. a big. I'm sure that's huge. A question. lot of analysis about yes. that. With will this, the credits? And then Lexi Rodriguez thing. is a pillar, Lexi. of course, in the back. She's right. she's solid, very solid. Yeah. That, who's there's one other position we haven't discussed yet. The setter. setter. Yeah. The probably man, the prime time discussion from last year. I didn't even bother to mention it. What am I doing here? Bergen Riley, number one setter in the country and uh, out of the in the recruiting class, number four recruit in the country out of Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Sioux, Sioux Falls, Falls has the number one high school Sioux setter in the Falls. country. Where'd she go? Washington, O'Gorman, where'd she go there in Sioux Falls? Do O'Gorman. We know? O'Gorman. Home of the fighting. Probably Knights or something yeah. like that. Oh, my Warriors. guess is Knights. Warriors, Warriors, Wildcats, Knights, Tigers. Probably one of those four. Nice. Very That's few good. haymakers out there. No, not as much. Not as much. No, we don't know Fairberry Jeffs out there. Yeah, that sort of I miss, thing. I, I transferred just to get that nickname for a the while. Jeffs. Jeffs. Jeffs got some great gear. I'm Solid. sure. It's a great shirt. Yeah, it's still that's a legit battle all the way to the beginning of the season. You think at that center position? Absolutely, Kennedy. You, Kennedy Orr is what, re, reborn. Just, what, what? That's the thing is what? What's Kennedy Orr? When are we going to see Kennedy Orr at the top of her game? When are we going to see that? And what's way, that going to look like? Way before you can shut down and mothball the post office, I can promise you that. <laughs> the timetable there is actually in place. Yeah. So there's a lot of hope. Two high-quality setters. I'm confident they'll be just a one-setter offense this fall. So we get a glimpse on Saturday. Okay. At, at bad. All right. Very good. At the good. Bison Activity Dome. At the bad. At the bad. Two o'clock uh, over there on our sister station, B1073. You can take a listen to uh, JB, and I assume Lauren is joining you. Absolutely. Uh, as, as well. Yeah. She's going to be there. Fired up. Say hi to her for you me. You and I both. Yeah. I'm going to wear a name tag. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Hey, before we uh, before we go, just curious your reaction. Frank Solich coming uh, coming back, obviously coaching during uh, during the heyday of when you were doing the, yeah. the sports stuff here at the, the network and at KLIN. Very underrated driver's ed teacher when he was at Southeast. <laughs> That's funny because I I'm a lit, I'm just a little bit too young. See, I had Chuck Mazursky nice. and Rudy Store. To Lincoln and legends, and no Both teach me no accidents since no accidents. I felt with, those guys are underrated. Mazursky always coaching. Mazursky always had his foot on that passenger side brake, nice. though. He was always ready to go. Guy was always tell. coaching, whether yeah, it's football was. or it's driving. Yeah, you, you get out there tell. at Lincoln East, and, and uh, you're driving around, and and they're up there in the in the in the the, the, the tall thing with yep. the, the observation. Yep, deck. they had the observation decks that out there. That's sweet. where you, that's where I learned to parallel park. That's where I learned. Yeah, it was amazing. They took those things down. Yeah, and but was, I would go around town with first time I ever drove by my like drove a car. I think Mazursky was in the passenger seat. <laughs> just, it's hilarious. Right in the heyday of his football career too. It's it's one thing to let Frank go, but to to tear the roots out of the Devaney Osborne. Solich uh, tree. Just in retrospect, just 
Yeah. Unthinkable. Unthinkable. Yeah. Most successful football program for the previous four years. They tore the roots out of it. Yeah. And Ron, and, Ron Brown told me that that team coming back in 04. 04. So 03 was the year he was fired. built to win. Joe Daly at quarterback. I mean, he was an option quarterback, classic mm-hmm. option quarterback. He had paid his dues. Tons of talent coming back, but built for the Osborne-Solich methodology right. and offense. Barney Cotton, the offensive coordinator. Yeah. They had just brought him and brought Bo Pelini in a defensive coordinator. 9-3 mm. and three that year. Yeah, 9-3. and Three, three but, tough losses that year that weren't particularly close, and that did him in. Still that stings. In. Still stings. It did feel, though... I'm, I don't know. It felt like there was sort of a, a level of closure. If if you know if if Frank would be would be gone, and um, if if he had down the road, hopefully a long time in the future, but passed away and and had never come back and had never had this moment, it would have felt it would have felt wrong. It would have it would have felt like uh, it wouldn't have felt good. Well, well happened. done, Trev Alberts, to make this yeah. happen. Well, and Matt Rule too. I mean, Solich talked about that on Friday. He said Rule had been reaching out to him, and that made a big difference. I love that. So. But I yeah. don't. I don't want the past to influence us too much. But I like that there's a the doors open. I think he gets that it's important. Yeah, but, I think he gets that it's important to people. But we've over the last four and a half years, there's been a lot of focus on the past, and I'm not sure it's particularly helpful. I think it's time to let's look forward, but with, without you know forgetting. I, there's a middle road there between yes. ignoring it and not knowing how to pronounce the names of the previous coaches, yes. right? And and where and being overly re- to it. listen, I think I think Matt Rule gets it. I think he gets PR. I'm fired I think he up. Gets communication. I think he gets how to get his his Q rating up. If he knows how to win game win games, this can be a great package. Yeah, I don't know how uh, the last four or five months could have gone any better since Not he's really. been hired. Not really. Yeah, just, the only thing that would help is uh, landed the number one quarterback in the nation. But what's the latest on that? Uh, probably not going to happen. No, Georgia. No, Georgia. That's the word. Hey, why got rings? SEC. Where are you got rings? Inside sources. His uncle's right here. Inside. What about fam- What about family? You would. You would think. I don't know. It's not looking good, JB. That's not, not looking good. I don't. I want to keep your expectations. I, was... I like to keep your expectations down here. Yep. You can be surprised if it happened. <laughs> I learned. I learned that from yeah. someone yeah. once. Manage expectations. Manage expectations. Husker Bravo. Win a couple. The fans uh, are like, bring on Brazil. God, I'm like, slow it down. Already happened. You come on. I talk like you. Now I say things that you say when you come hey. on here. It's a weird transition. I'm we very flattered. Jeez. JB, thank yep. you. We'll be listening on uh, Saturday. Go when get them. When I'm at home, I talk like this. Pass the butter. <laughs> <laughs> Who's got my shirt? <laughs> Why is there no hot water in this house? It's 855. Wrap up the show after this on KLIN. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIS. All right, that is it for us today. Thank you for joining us on the show once again, and we will be back, as always, tomorrow. It's a Wednesday. That means what chaps your hide Wednesday. Get it off your chest. We'll have the Facebook post up later this afternoon. You can always text those in as well to the Rickstown Recognition text line. We'll see you then. It's 9 o'clock. KLI and Lincoln.